There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And it is Thanksgiving week. Um, If you celebrate, depending on where you are in the world, you could be be in Europe listening to this. So, I don't know. (laughs) Happy, Happy week of... United States Thanksgiving, I guess, right? I there you know. go. That works. That works. Um, yeah, we've made it to this point in in the year. Uh, it's so, you know, Sasha, I have to say, like, we talked a lot about this previously, one year ago, when we were kind of in the infancy of you, if you will, of this podcast, just about things that we hoped we would kind of retain lessons that we had learned through the pandemic. And I will be honest with you, I am, I am better today about my schedule than I was, say, a year ago, um, or I mean, a couple of years ago through football season. But I will also say I haven't. Like, it is. I feel like a lot of you have shared similar things like this, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious what your, your perspective <laughs> is, Sasha. I feel like it has been really easy to just fall back into the old habits mm. of I'm just exceptionally busy to the point where I feel like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off constantly. Yeah. I was just thinking about that before we started recording today. I think that I've found like figured out a better balance and like been able to set clearly better boundaries, especially when it comes to work um, of just like, okay, I'm at this many hours though. So like some of the stuff, if it's not an emergency is going to have to wait till next week because I'm at capacity and I, I need to be able to do the things that I do outside of work, um, when I'm not working. So like, I used to be very much the person that would like, oh my gosh, I need to drop everything. I have to work till nine. Like, unless like it's a hard, hard deadline, it can wait. Um, I can go out to eat with my family. I don't need to like tell them, no, we got to go at, you know, seven o'clock because I have to get this thing done, you know, or sometimes it's easier for me to just get up earlier in the morning and kind of have that peaceful time of like, no one's up. The dog is still sleeping. I can get some of the stuff that I pushed off when I was setting my boundary the day before done earlier in the morning. So I've been trying to be a little bit better about that. Um, I know that I mentioned that last year on, on this podcast, um, of, of trying to be better with my time, um, and be better about, you know, just boundaries and giving myself grace. Like I am human. I'm going to make mistakes. And if I have to rush through stuff, I'm probably going to make more mistakes because I'm not paying as close of attention to detail. 
Yeah. And I actually, what's interesting you said about, you know, unless it's a, like a strict deadline, I've also kind of, one thing that I've, I'm trying to remind myself of is sometimes other people's strict deadlines are not my strict deadline. Mm-hmm. I having that moment of like somebody running into my email inbox or whatever with a thing that has to be done right at this moment for whatever reason, like I understand things happen. Mm-hmm. So if there's a way to help out in those moments, like absolutely. But I, I have, I have been some, like, I am somebody that gets really anxious about mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So if somebody like comes out of nowhere and is like, this has to be done right now. If it's something that just fell onto my plate, it's not something I forgot. Not something like I accidentally like missed on. Um, I have a hard time now dropping everything that I'm doing to make that possible. Not because I don't respect that person, but it's also because respect is a two way street mm-hmm. and the respect has to also be equal to me of, well, my day might have looked completely different. I may have had all of these other things that I had to get done or was working on, but now I'm having to derail that because of this thing that you have now made my problem. And mm-hmm. it's not that, again, it's not that I, a lot of times I now find myself saying like, is this something that like, does it have to be done right at this moment? Right. Or is it something that if we take a step back and kind of just take a deep breath, it can be done in a day or two or mm-hmm. when I haven't, I have a little bit more time. And I, usually it's the latter. Uh, people just, you know, for whatever is going on with them tend to get just same thing as us. You have a deadline, something coming up, you get frantic, you need help. You want people to handle that thing right then and there. But usually when you take a step back, you're like, oh, it's actually it's actually not as like pressing as I'm making it seem right right in this moment. So yeah, we can wait a day or two or until you have some free time. So to like your point, you can actually get the work done well and not be like, yeah, I'm not half-assing. I'm not slapping something together, you know, like, I think that's a good point to bring up. Like someone else's emergency quote unquote may not be your emergency, you Mm -hmm. know, like, not to like, we don't need to like overanalyze everything, but I think that just taking a moment, that beat that we always talk about, like I get that you're frantic and maybe like it was something that was forgotten about by somebody else, but like at the same time, okay, well we can get through this. Like let's, let's take a second and like actually analyze like how important really is this in the giant grander scheme of pictures. And I think that like not, you know, I don't feel better than anybody else, but I think that sometimes in our line of work too, um, those deadlines can seem more frantic to me, like any other job, like, yeah, you have deadlines, but for whatever reason, doing this for, you know, 12 years, it seems like the deadlines here in this space are like super frantic. And it's usually, I think just because, um, there's like a want and a need to get things like you know, a hundred percent correct a hundred percent of the time, which isn't like, I don't know. That's not realistic. Like I made the the reason I bring this up is because last week I made a mistake. Like I fucked up and somebody else thought that they messed up. So they got frantic at me and I was like, no dude, it's totally fine. And then come to find out it was like my mistake that I made. Like I was like, so then I'm circling back and I was like, Hey, I totally understand that it's been a rough week and a couple th- different things have happened, but I just want you to know, like, you didn't make a mistake. And then I was like, if you, if you want to talk about mistakes, and I brought up the Nick Ba 
fake Robin Washit story again. I was yeah. like, that was the biggest mistake I've ever made in my career. And I was yeah. like, so you didn't mess up. Like this was on me. Like I just wasn't paying attention to details and I, I made a mistake and like, don't worry about it type of a thing. But I think that like, if we just slow down, you know, take a beat yeah. <laughs> and not uh, get too far in the weeds before we realize like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Maybe this isn't that important. You know, and this is, that's actually like the perfect segue into what we wanted to talk about a little bit today. So it's obviously like, like we were saying, it's uh, Thanksgiving week. Now I do just want to throw this in there before uh, we get into what we wanted to talk about. But um, I, I do want to add that like Thanksgiving isn't necessarily like a happy holiday for everyone. For many mm. people, it's an opportunity to get together with family. It has, it has definitely evolved into um, I think for a lot of people in time, just a, a day to celebrate with family, to enjoy um, good food. Now, obviously, that isn't always the case for everyone. Uh, family situations, friend situations are very different. But even more so, I always encourage people because I think it's just important to kind of understand history and context. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanksgiving wouldn't be what it was without help of indigenous people mm-hmm. in the United States. Um so when we talk about um, when we talk about Thanksgiving and kind of what it has become, which is like uh, turkey, potatoes, football, like all of these things, it's great. Um, but I think sometimes also taking a moment to understand what how this holiday even came to be and kind of some of the um, not so happy uh, pieces behind it, so that way you can. Um, hopefully have a deeper understanding of the day. So you can, you know, I don't know. I just think when you have, when you have an understanding of what things are or what they were, you can then better um, celebrate and honor. And because, I mean, there were really brutal acts that were perpetrated on indigenous people by European settlers and the United States government. And I'm going to, in the show notes, link, link this if you're just curious. Um, I, most people know this information, but if you want a deeper dive, um, and there's actually some really good, usually on Thanksgiving or right before, there's some really good pieces that come out mm-hmm. that people that people share. So I just think spending time with them and, um, you know, kind of living with like the uncomfortableness is actually not a bad thing because, yeah. I mean, we're talking about massacres, uh, land that was stolen, attacks on on a culture, on people's livelihoods. And there are um, this, you know, Thanksgiving is also known as a national day of mourning. Yep. That's the fourth Thursday of every November. So I just think having the context of like, that's not to say don't show up and have a great time with your family and enjoy and um, you should. I just... I'm big on like, I think it's good to just kind of understand history of like, yeah. why is it that we celebrate things? Because it can get very whitewashed. It can get very mm-hmm. um, kind of wrapped up in a pretty box with a pretty bow. And I mean, I, I, I'm i going to say for most of us, we didn't learn any of this in school. Like everything I yeah. learned was Christopher Columbus came over on the Mayflower and we made um, hand turkeys and mm-hmm. had pilgrims that... Uh, you know, we made our pilgrim hats and I'm not saying that like, you need to go tell like a six year old, uh, the deep, right. uh, heavy things. But at the same time, I'm just saying, even through my entire, uh, my entire education up until I would say I've gotten to college. And even then I, I really didn't fully have any kind of, um, 
understanding of what Thanksgiving was actually about. So that was all a very long-winded way of saying, as you get ready to celebrate the holiday, um, acknowledging that this day isn't always, you know, it is a, it is a, I don't think anyone says it's not a day that you can't celebrate with your family. Right. And but understand that there's history there and yeah. the reason that we sell, you know, quote unquote, celebrate this holiday isn't necessarily what we've been told most of our lives, especially I think if you're around our age, um, mm-hmm. I think that's changed um, and progressed a little bit, um, you know for the most part, but, um, so not necessarily totally like off the rails here, but, um, we just recently started watching Yellowstone Mm. and, um, one of the characters on that show actually ends up being a native American studies teacher, a professor at a college. And I think that (laughs) I wish that we like were able to do that just across the board in like, I know it's a TV show, but the way that like they show her teaching her students, her college students, which is, you know, up until that point, they hadn't ever heard it presented this way, but right off the top, she's like, um, yeah, what are your, like, how how do you guys perceive Christopher Columbus? And then goes into like, well, actually this is what he did. And then reads this excerpt, which I then went and found and I'm like, this is what should be like in history books. It's not a a fuzzy warm thing. It was, it was really brutal and, and then led to, you know, centuries of, of mistreatment of indigenous people. So I think like just for your own, like, you know, Mm -hmm. to know the actual history of, of the holiday, I think that's a really good point, Aaron. Well, and I was thinking of like what people can do, because I think a lot of times when it's if you're sitting there and you're like, you know, understanding history is one thing, but then what can I do? Mm-hmm. One thing I will just put a little plug in here because it's really important, whether you're in the United States and I know in Canada, especially right now. But there is a lot that has come to light, especially in the last year around missing and murdered indigenous women um, there. There is. <laughs> And I mean, it's also like just it's it's horrific. Like mm-hmm. you go into the amount of um, missing and missing and murdered indigenous children. But then again, going in specifically to women, um, I'm not saying that you need it everyone's financial situations are different. So I'm not saying you need to go give money, but just going and spending a little bit of time and understanding what indigenous um, people are facing. Yeah. And the fact that I'm just going to read this from the from nativehope.org that the National Crime Information Center reported that in 2016, there were 50 set like 5,712 reports of missing American Indian and Alaska Native women and girls through the United States Department of Justice Federal Missing Persons Database. And out of those five, over 5,700 cases, only 116 of them had been logged. So this is something where... Um, and I appreciate the, in, in, excuse me, the information because there are stereotypes that have continued to perpetuate yep. this type of inju- injustice towards indigenous people. And there's lack of, and I'm reading this all from nativehope.org because they obviously are the experts and understand um, far more than I do. But like, there's just lack of juris- tribal juris- juris- jurisdiction. My, my like words just are... Um, 
there's a belief that indigenous people are lazy, drug addicts, alcoholics. Now, um, this is something in Nebraska, especially, and I will give the journalism college credit at Nebraska for um, diving into this story because there are a lot of communities, especially near the South Dakota border that have been absolutely ravaged by um, drug addiction and alcohol addiction. And there's a reason for it because Mm -hmm. they're, they're being, essentially set up in the way that these communities, like the access and availability to things that like, it's just, it's when you start to dive into like why things are the way they are, um, you start to, you start to realize like how these stereotypes are formed and how, when we don't spend a little bit of time ourselves, and I'm saying we as white people, we don't spend a little bit of time actually understanding mm-hmm. when we just immediately start passing judgment without spending any time understanding these stereotypes and why they were yep. formed and why we continue to perpetuate perpetrate them to you know intentionally or not it's a lot of this is systemic a lot yes. of that a lot of it is just it is systemic when we don't spend that time, we don't help make it better. So if I were to say like, what, you know, what can you do on a day like Christopher Columbus day, which is by the way, also indigenous people's day or on Thanksgiving, which again is national day of mourning. What can I do to spend just a, like spend just a teeny minute, take 10 minutes out of your day and just go visit nativehope.org or go, go visit any of these, these websites or resources that are actively working to um, change the stereotypes, uh, help find these missing uh, children and women um, helping actually change the uh, understanding of our own history. Like spending just like a little bit of time with that is actually a really good way to then like, also bring thankfulness into your life because you start to see you know what has like has really like plagued an entire group of indigenous people Mm -hmm. that again it's not your fault it's not my fault but our ancestors are part of this and so how do you how do you change the future is you learn from your history and the only way that you learn from your history is actually to know the history yeah i think that I had a conversation um, the other day just about um, context. You know, I think that that knowing the context behind anything in this life is super important to understanding the whole picture. Um, mm-hmm. It's really difficult to have context if it's not something that you're obviously familiar with. It's hard to have context um, to understand the horrificness of, of treatment of, of certain individuals. If you don't take the time to get your context or understand the context, um, my family, I've mentioned this before, um, is native American, um, on my dad's side. And, um, some of the stories that I've heard and just the, (laughs) the injustices, the treatment, um, I know that, for the most part, for me, um, I didn't really grow up in and around that, obviously, but I just, you know, having conversations with my grandma um, gave me some context and I, you know, then went in on my own and started kind of looking into um, <laughs> the treatment of indigenous people on reservations isn't, um, isn't that great. And, uh, and it's not, it's not because of, you know, what one would assume it is because there isn't 
the same jurisdiction. It's because they don't have access to a lot of the things that we do not living on a reservation. Um, it's, um, it will make you really sad. I, and, and then wonder how you can help, um, just get some context, (laughs) I guess is what I'm trying. I'm trying not to get like overly emotional just because, um, some of the stories that my grandma's told me, um, it's, it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, just spend a little time reading especially 10 I mean, minutes because yeah, especially a lot of you are going to watch you're going to watch football or you're mm. going to watch sports and i i'm we want to get into what we're thankful for yes. but i just want to throw this out there as well um there's a lot of people who get really angry and frustrated when the conversation about changing mascots and um, team logos and these things that um have, you know, identified, been identifiers of a team for, you know, 50 years or whatever, when those conversations come up, like the Washington football team or what um, Cleveland has now Mm -hmm. done with its baseball team and now going to the Guardians. Um, I'm I'm just going to be quite, quite frank. Like, I don't care if every single, like, I, I don't see why not. And this is coming from somebody who's a Kansas City fan, because I often get this where people are like, well, as a Chiefs fan, why don't you want that stuff changed? The answer is I'm perfectly fine Mm -hmm. if Kansas City is no longer if they're no longer the Chiefs. Now, I will just throw this in there because, again, history and context is important. Kansas City got the mascot Chiefs, not as a direct result of any any indigenous um, it wasn't coming from it was because the mayor of Kansas City was called Chief and mm-hmm. he was apparently the biggest narcissist on the planet and really wanted them to be the Kansas City Chiefs like him mm-hmm. uh, where Kansas City made the mistake beyond that like if they had just been the Chiefs because New York New York uh, Kansas City mayor really wanted everyone to just be like it's my team yeah um where the mistake then was made was the um just taking all of the imagery and everything else. Uh, Stadium really shouldn't be called Arrowhead. Um, You don't need all of the um, Native American representations throughout um, the horse and um, having the woman who rides in. I I haven't been to a game in person in a while, so I haven't seen it, but for a while was basically dressed very specifically um, to essentially mimic like an indigenous um, culture. Mm-hmm. Um, the chop is just stupid. Like yeah. I saw people who are getting upset. It's upset that people were like, when Atlanta won the world series, they're like, Oh, try to cancel us. And I was like, I don't, I don't really care about canceling you. I just right. don't really think the chop is that great of a thing anyway. Right. Um, I mean, freaking Florida state with the Seminoles, like, they make a donation basically every year to the Seminole um, tribe to essentially like continue that because it's like, as long as we throw money at our problem, it'll be fine. I am just, and like, that's, I think it's great that they donate. Mm -hmm. Um, But it kind of feels like a Mm bandaid. I just, these are a lot of things where it's like, I don't think like, Here's here's the problem that I run into here is there are a lot of people who are like, oh, it's not offensive. I know somebody who's who's, you know, Native American and they mm-hmm. said it was fine. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people. In fact, there's a Vox story on a from an individual who wrote, I am Native American and a former football player or history is much darker than racist mascots. Mm-hmm. Um, 
An NFL team changing its name does nothing to address the role of indigenous people in the game's legacy. And he's right. He shares this. And I can link this too. This is a great perspective that was written in 2020 about how, yeah, that's a step. Like look, taking a hard look at like why these teams have the names that they do, um, the tradition quote unquote traditions, like the chop and all of these different things. But it really is bigger than even this. We, we have to, we have to break things down obviously. And like, yes, changing the Washington uh, football team's mascot or like team mascot was a step, but there are so, I mean, he, he's right on Thursday, like after, like literally they changed the team name in like days later, 15 women came forward about accusations of sexual assault within that program. So like, the NFL is like just um, just there's just little like landmines everywhere of things that it has not wanted to fix. And it just kind of tries to like throw things over, like just try to like th- throw a bandaid on it and be like, that's good for now. Right. So I just think like as you're kind of thinking about these things and you may be you may be an Atlanta fan, you may be a Kansas City fan and you might be sitting here going like, but I love this thing. That's that's something to just spend some time with and go read and understand why there's such a deep, like if you look at like the history of indigenous people within the world of football and the fact that like history essentially had um, just what football meant within indigenous um, culture, like I just, I don't know just spend some time with it because there's just a lot here. And like, I think for me, and this goes back to what we were talking about last week when we were talking about the national anthem and all of these things. I think sometimes when we talk about these really hard subjects, people immediately jump into when you bring this forward, they want to go, well, you're just, why are you basically like I become the bad person because like I'm, because you're bringing up a subject that's uncomfortable for people to acknowledge. Um, yes. And for me, it's like, it's not that I don't want you to enjoy the national anthem. If you right. enjoy the national anthem, I just want to also consider why there are people who don't like, yes. it's just having this moment of like, why do people think differently? I don't have it. Okay. And I know he listens to these podcasts sometimes, so maybe he'll hear this. But, like, I know, like, when I sat near Michael Severe in the press box, he renders a military salute. And it means a lot to me to see that for him because for him, that is a moment that means something. And I don't want to put words in his mouth. I don't want to speak about what his feelings to the national anthem or anything else. But, like, for me, I'm just giving you my experience watching this. Mm -hmm. Watching Michael give the military salute in that moment – I am so appreciative that he has that moment as much as somebody like Colin Kaepernick has the option to kneel for it. Right. Like I feel grateful that these, these, these options are available to people to express what something means to them. And I don't look as one, I don't look at one as more respectful or anything than the other. I just view it as this, this one thing is viewed differently Mm -hmm. And that is the most patriotic piece of it. Like that is the stuff is like when we look at like when we have these conversations about mascots and maybe this isn't what the NFL or the MLB or whatever or college sports should be perpetrating. 
I am not saying like I'm not interested in fun. Like I feel like that's always the thing where people are like, "Oh, you're just a fun mm. hater." It's like it's not that. that like has I think that this is that. Yeah. the inherently most patriotic thing we have as a country is to question. why we are the way we are yes and like when we want to shut that conversation down and you look at me as this unpatriotic person because i dare question things Mm -hmm. it's not that at all for me because for me it's like i look at like i look at how people approach things and i can appreciate different viewpoints i don't like it when people immediately start to shut other people down because they don't want to understand like and I feel like it happens a lot around patriotism and Mm -hmm. I feel like it happens a lot around um, holidays like Thanksgiving because people don't want to let go of sort of this like perfect notion that they may have towards this event Mm -hmm. because they don't know that like there are people who look at it and go it's not that for me right but that's 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 not again that's the beauty of of (laughs) There's, I mean, obviously the, the landscape of a lot of things has changed over the last, you know, definitely the last two years, but absolutely in the last 10. And, um, I think that part of that conversation that we need to continue having is, is just, and remember conversations include listening, listening to why other people don't feel the same way you do actually listening, like instead of getting, um, defensive, because, uh, uh, you know, that, that tends to happen when we have these types of conversations. Actually listening to the other side of the conversation. Like, um, I, I've known Michael for a very, very long time. And if you ever want to know what his feelings are and why, you know, the, the anthem means so much to him, ask him. Because he will tell you. Um, and it's actually, you know, a really good conversation. Um, you know, I've had that conversation with him a couple of times. Um, like we, when we were doing the bottom line, he spoke about it on the air. Um, and then we, in the commercial break, we furthered our conversation and I, you know, asked him a couple of other questions because I wanted to further understand what his standpoint was, but listening to him and like having that conversation made it easier for me to understand why people would may feel a certain way you know, about whatever. And for the record, Michael, um, just like you said, has no issue whatsoever with people making the choice to react to the anthem however they choose for whatever reason they want to. Um, but, you know, having these, these tough conversations that are super uncomfortable and especially I feel like as, as white people, um, mm-hmm. I think it's even more difficult to reconcile the fact that um we in the history of the united states have been pretty shitty to um you know indigenous people people of color um women um you know and just being able to have those conversations and keep these these conversations going i keep i'm going to say the title of this episode is conversations. Um, yeah, thankful but, conversations. Cause I'm thankful. Like we were going to talk about things that we're thankful for. And I'm thankful for these conversations. Yeah. I'm thankful for the uncomfortable. I'm, I'm thankful to be able to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and to be able to stumble through these conversations because I know I'm not going to be perfect. And 
I don't know how many of these podcasts I've recorded that I think after the fact, I wish I could have felt, I wish I could have um, felt differently in that moment or spoke differently in yeah. that moment. But I'm glad that like, we're at least able to have these conversations because I saw a tweet the other day that was like, say something in your, in- like say something in your industry that would like start a fight. Oh my and gosh. I didn't tweet it, but I thought it in my head at, a, at the moment where I was like, sports are political. Yeah. Like that is in my, in my mindset, mindset, sports are political. And I don't mean political and political parties. Right. That's the thing that like, I think we, we hear the word politics or political and we immediately start to think Republican, Democrat, um, president, like you start to think of very specific things, Mm -hmm. but it's not political in that sense. It's political in that, um, there are a lot of people with a lot of different views who mm-hmm. make up the sports and the things that we enjoy. And it's really easy to go turn to them and go, I want you to be my escape without realizing what we are asking them to sacrifice for us to make that escape. Mm-hmm. It, it is basically telling a person, don't be human. Don't have, don't have thoughts, don't have feelings. And it is, it is one of those things where I'm also really thankful for freedom of speech. Now, um, I do want to just throw this out there. I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast, I'll be honest, has any lack of comprehension on this point, but freedom of speech is not freedom of um, consequence, consequence for your speech. And I think I saw a lot of this, by the way, saw a lot of this in the last couple of weeks surrounding everything that had happened with uh, Nebraska continuing to play lift every voice and sing otherwise known as the black national anthem Um, at basketball games. I saw this around uh, Nebraska volleyball when people were upset that they had come to the players had apologized to the Maryland player. And I do want to actually do a little correction to myself. I said this in last week's episode that the person walked away without really any consequence. Um, As it turns out uh, from what the, from what has been said, the individual in question was actually removed from the arena, but my point still stands that like, that's really, I, I don't like, I'm glad that they were removed, but like, what's the consequence beyond that? And I don't Mm -hmm. think there is much. I think they feel pretty justified in what they said. Now, um, here's my thing with that individual. And this is my point about freedom of speech. For the people who are yelling, well, you're taking away our freedom of speech by saying we cannot yell in an arena and whatever and blah, 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 blah. Here's my problem with that. Whatever that person's point was, whatever they were upset about, whatever caused them to yell out in that moment. And I, I know why I'm just, I want to just say like, if you take it at like face value of like whatever caused them, we didn't get to have that conversation with them because they chose that path Mm -hmm. to have that. Like if that person would want to sit down and actually like legitimately have a conversation, that's one thing, but I'm guessing a person who's yelling in a arena, stand up, you piece of trash, um, isn't exactly looking to sit down and have a conversation with me. And that's, what's frustrating because like this person may have feelings that they just need heard. And it's like, okay, let's have that conversation. But you know what? We're not going to have that conversation now because this is how you chose to handle it. And on top of it, you now are going to go feel justified in your actions because you were removed and you're going to feel like you were persecuted. So it becomes a whole Mm -hmm. bigger thing than it needed to be. And it's not that that person maybe, you know, I don't know their story. I don't know why maybe the anthem means that much to them. Mm -hmm. But like at the same time, are they willing to understand why kneeling for the anthem meant so much to the women of Maryland? Are they willing to understand that too? Because asking me to have that understanding of you is one thing, 
but you better be ready to have that understanding on the other coin. Exactly. Like you, you, you know need what to be that's called? To... Respect. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I just, this is, I'm so grateful. I, I really am. I'm grateful for the opportunity to have conversation and for this, for the dialogue, but I can't have, and this goes back to what we were saying last week. I can't have that dialogue when people are just not willing to, to meet, to have that conversation. They're not willing to truly listen. And I have like, I have no like, okay, sorry. Last one. And then we actually will give some things we're thankful about (laughs) really quick. There's a TikTok I saw where this woman criticized the United States military and her point was she it, the the prompt on tick excuse me the prompt on tiktok was what essentially what is something that people believe that like it isn't the reality like isn't mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and she said that serving in the military automatically makes you a hero and that it automatically makes you a good person so she shared this. And of course, her comment section turned into a oh, lot yeah. of people oh, telling yeah. her that she was wrong. And this one person came came through very quickly and was like, um, essentially saying like, I serve for you and your freedoms. You're welcome. Like, basically, you should be. And then her response was she... She was part of the military. Her. Yep. Okay. She I didn't see the beginning part of that, but I did see her response. Yeah. Yep. She opened her closet and it was just all of her, all of her military uniforms. And yep. she, here's the thing. That person could come back and be like, well, I didn't know that. Took two yeah, seconds. Is, Open her profile and you would have seen. She yep. has spoken very openly on her experiences as a woman Context. in the military. Text. context i mean but that's like when we talk about conversations Mm -hmm. when you're coming to the table you've you've decided i'm coming i want to have this conversation i'm gonna i'm gonna chime in before you comment spend two seconds Mm -hmm. open her profile and you would have realized oh this is another former member of the military who is sharing their perspective as somebody who has also been in that situation and who is walking away and her big thing has been the military is great there are some great people in the military. This is like her entire point that she has tried to, the message she has tried to bring through her account. But just because it's okay, it doesn't mean it can't be better. Like it right. means there needs to be thoughtfulness of like how we improve. Um, how do we make this a more inclusive, safe space for all? How do we kind of take away this glorification for the sake of glorification? And mm-hmm. how do we actually um, just make people better people? Like if you came to the table with that context and you could ask her more direct questions of like, well, I served in the military and maybe this is my perspective. And here's the thing. She'd probably be more willing to have a conversation with you. But instead, you showed up and asked her to make you a hero because you did not take you did not take five seconds out of your day to understand that this was coming from somebody who also served in the military. And that is, I think, when that is, I think, for me, the biggest piece in all of this is that we tend to want to be very um, vindicated. We want to feel we react and yes. we want to be like, I've proved you right. Right. And we don't spend the time to understand why somebody might feel the way that they do. And like, there's all kinds of layers to this. There are all kinds of layers to this. I am not yeah. saying the way that like, say Michael feels about the anthem is the same way that say Damian Jackson feels about the mm-hmm. anthem or the same way that um, we know Michael Rose Ivy felt about the anthem. There yeah. are going to be all these varying levels of like, 
beliefs and perspectives and the reality like the and best different reasons is, why yeah and the best part is is like that is what this country is founded on but mm-hmm. you don't get to then go tell somebody like i'm not yelling at you in an arena for standing Right. And I'm not going to because right. that's your right. But I'm also not yelling at somebody for not choosing to stand because that is also their right. So anyway, I don't want to dive back into that conversation completely. One last thing that-, that I'll say, like that we got an email um, and it made me think about this a little bit this morning. The thing about the anthem and being in public, um, I think sometimes for certain people is <laughs> this is going to probably piss a lot of people off. But when someone gets upset at somebody else for not standing or not, you know, looking at the flag or not, you know, standing at attention, sometimes it comes across as performative because when you are in your house, you're not standing for the anthem. I have never been in any single situation in my entire 37 years of existence where someone inside of a home stood at attention for the national anthem. So instead of, you know, getting on people, even if you don't want to listen, I'm full F-bombs today. I almost did it again. And I don't want to edit that much, (laughs) but if you're going to be a person who is screaming at other people in a public space, that comes across as performative because I know damn well, you're not doing that in your home only because I, in my 37 years of existence, I have never once seen anyone do that. And I've been around tons of people, tons of different people I don't watch the game with the same same people. I don't watch a, you know any sporting event with the same exact people every single time. You're not standing in your home, and if you're you know you're this this individual brought up that you know when they work a certain sporting event that kids often are singing the anthem. Their parents are filming them. Mm-hmm. So like let's let's I'm gonna maybe the ep- title of this episode is get your context like have some context because we are human beings and we're not you know if you feel a certain way and you're gonna yell at people in an arena then you better be the exemplary example of what you are expecting every single time or you can sh- and just let it be the moment. We don't need to be performative and and, and be expecting people to react the exact same way. We, Aaron and I, while similar in certain ways, are very different people because we grew up, you know, we have way different life experiences. So just remember that context is needed to be able to understand. And if you are not willing to understand, that's a you problem. Yep. And that's... That's the thing that I, I will say I am constantly working on. Um, like I'm always working on myself, being able to be a better listener and a better understanding, understanding mm-hmm. that people have different experiences than me. But at the same time, like I also recognize that um, I, so, so when, uh, when big things happen, I tend to lean on experts mm-hmm. and that's, you know, if, if there, there are certain events when, um, instead of me speaking over some, instead of me speaking over a black person who has direct knowledge and in like they, they have lived an experience that I haven't, I'm going to just share their words because I, I, there is nothing that I can offer that is more impactful than what they have to offer. Mm -hmm. Same thing when, um, I, I just think of like, so it's even like, an epidemiologist. I'm always going to trust them on the topic of vaccines and um, 
I'm going to trust doctors because they're the experts. They're the ones who spend the time. So it's just trusting people who are experts in spaces because I'm not. So it, I mean, I'm talking about on all kinds of stuff. Like I just, again, this is like not related in any way, but I'm just using it as an example. Mm-hmm. Like Scott Frost is an expert at his offense. Like I'm not going to mm-hmm. walk in that room and be like, sir, I'm going to tell you how to do this. Now. I mean, there are some fans who are like, very much like I can tell you how to do this. Um, But my point is, is like people like I also, I also yield to people who Mm -hmm. have knowledge that I don't, who have expertise that I don't Now, Like in the case of Scott Frost, if he wants to sit down and have a conversation and he's like, Hey Aaron, like I think you might have some like perspective on this chime in. Okay. Um, I would be surprised because why um (laughs) but i mean like sure we can have a conversation but like at the end of the day i'm still gonna yield that like i'm i'm gonna go out on a limb and assume he knows more about the topic than i do Mm -hmm. because it's just not my area of expertise um and i'm not comparing those situations i'm just using like different areas where people can be experts and things i don't want to get that twisted where like (laughs) yeah um people are like are you comparing this no 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 i'm just talking about i'm not comparing um doctors and epidemiologists in a pandemic to like a football like they're talking different context situations context it's so important um i just the funny part is that i use scott and then there's gonna be somebody who's gonna get mad and they're gonna be like well you would win more games look we're not (laughs) we're not doing that like i'm not i'm just saying a football coach or a basketball coach or whatever should be an expert in their area right? right like that is what it's supposed to be and when they're not um what happens um yeah there's a change that's made um i think that it that too like a, a good point to make just in general is like so like if we use ourselves like no one can come in and tell me that i don't know a certain aspect of my life the only person who's the authority on my life is me yes. so like i i see a lot and it's i think sometimes it just comes down to people just want to argue for the sake of arguing which is exhausting but you know you sometimes you see like in for example in the lifting space i did this today no you didn't well were you there like i yes i did or or you don't weigh that much there's no way you weigh that much i dude i i got on the scale like it's just i feel like sometimes it's it's arguing for the sake of arguing because we want to be able to tell people well no you don't well come on are you an expert on this on this topic Right. And now I feel like, by the way, I feel like the most controversial thing I've said in this episode was anything about Scott Frost. <laughs> about it. Like, I'm sorry. Look, look, his offense should be effective right. when like if he had like an offensive line, it should work. Right. right. I don't know. Like, anyway, I'm not going to dive into that. Um I'm that's for another for, <laughs> that's for after the holiday <laughs> after um, the season's over oh my gosh um i i mean when we talk about what we're thankful for because we we will just yes. have a few things that we're really quickly thankful for i do want to say i'm very thankful we say this a lot but i am yeah. very thankful for the people who listen to this podcast the people who continue to give us space to have mm-hmm. these conversations the people who email us because um and like I said, I, I do, I've told Sasha this as we head into 2022, I would love to kind of like, you know, bring more mm-hmm. of a, um, 
a, a more scheduled approach to this podcast so that you all kind of know what's to come and what mm-hmm. to expect and just to help it keep evolving and growing because I think that's important for mm-hmm. us. But you all give us the space and I so appreciate that because I will say right now more than ever, it can get really daunting to talk about things because um, people really quickly want to detract. They mm-hmm. really, it's, it, there, there comes like, it gets almost like, like you start to fear like you having an opinion like your livelihood yep. because people start to come after you and start to threaten you with like, well, we're going to, we're going to withhold our money from you. We're going to withhold this. And like, mm-hmm. that's a really terrible thing. Cause it doesn't change how I approach my, it doesn't change things. Like right. it doesn't make me feel differently. It doesn't make me, but it just makes me be like, well, I guess if that's how I go out in this job, like I at least will yeah. like have left with my dignity and the things mm-hmm. that matter to me. But it is hard when people threaten you a lot and mm-hmm. like want to like make you, f- they want to silence you. And that this podcast could have been silenced very early And some people tried, like we had some negative feedback, but like so many of you stepped up and continue to be like, nope there's a space for this. And so because of that, I'm very thankful. I'm super thankful, obviously. Yeah. For this podcast. And we, I, we could just like put, I'm thankful for this space, like on repeat for an entire episode, (laughs) but, um, like truly. And then the feedback that we do get, um, from our listeners, you know, some of those emails, like while we may not read every single one um, during a podcast, we read every single one, if that makes sense. And I, I just appreciate the willingness to off air have these conversations with us. Um, I there's a unique feed, uh, a unique perspective that I don't have when you know. I'll say Sky because he he'll allow us to mention him on this podcast. Yes. But like you know that there's a unique conversation that can have there because again. I have not lived Sky's life, so understanding his context and why he may feel a certain way about something only makes us better people because we're willing to be able to listen to each other and have those conversations. Anybody who writes in, honestly. And it's always, always the the start of it is, I don't necessarily, I haven't necessarily agreed on this topic, but here's why I feel this way on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think this podcast is so important to us. And I, I do think that, you know, heading into 2022, um, I can't wait to have, you know, some experts on, um, on the, the topics that we talk about just because one I'm learning then, um, you know, it, it helps me grow as a person. I get a unique perspective that I don't have as me. Um, and I think that that's important. Um, so I'm really excited about that, but I'm, I really am so thankful and honestly, just like going back to like our first episodes to now, I feel like you can tell that both of us have grown in this space. And the fact that that everybody who listens to this podcast has continued to show up every week and allow us to continue to do this, like seriously means the world. And I'm so thankful for it. I am. And I'm also thankful for so many of you because you have started to reach out to tell us with like Hail Varsity, which this podcast does fall under um, the Hail Varsity um, podcast network, Mm -hmm. which is particularly special to me because it would have been really easy to keep it separate from Hail Varsity and just say, we're going to put it, you know, elsewhere. So that way there's like a separation of these conversations 
conversations from sports and that piece of the business. And we were never, um, that really wasn't an option. It was always going to be here. And I think it's Mm -hmm. important because this space needs more people, especially in Nebraska, having these conversations. But my point is I'm thankful because so many of you have started to say, not just on these type of topics, but like, I'm so thankful for the coverage that Hill varsity provides around things that aren't football and Mm -hmm. not just basketball. And that means a lot to me because if I had a big enough staff at Hill varsity, we would cover everything to the nines. And I want you all to know that like, that is a dream of mine at the end of the day, if I can keep growing Hill varsity. So please subscribe to Hill varsity, which by the way, if you're listening to this, um, there are black Friday deals that you're going to want to take advantage of this weekend. So keep an eye out for those because, um, we, you can show your support by putting, um, you know, by subscribing, um, putting your money behind the things that you believe in, if you are capable understanding that, you know, also that's not an option for everyone. And if that's the case, just sharing, mm-hmm. um, telling others that goes a long way because at the end of the day, if I have a goal in the future, I would love to cover women's golf, just like we cover, um, basketball and just like we cover football. I, I love something that somebody said to me once about Hill varsity. They said, I understand that football drives the bus, but you at least make stops along the way. Mm. And that is important because football does drive the bus, but um, that doesn't mean there are not a ton of athletes at Nebraska who still deserve just as much a time and attention as every single one of those football players. And I would love to get to a point where I can, and we will do that. I'm confident. I'm confident, but I appreciate you reaching out and saying that because Mm -hmm. it makes me feel good to know that that is what you are looking for as well. Yeah. And for my, Where's the wrestling coverage people? I hear you. I hear you. We will we will get there too. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, you don't want me writing about wrestling because I am like completely stupid when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> I've watched wrestling. I, I, need, I need some help there. So we will get there. We will get there. I promise. I promise. Like I hear you wrestling fans. I hear you. I promise. <laughs> like it is on my radar. Like these are things where I'm like, I hear you. I promise. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. We will get there, but I'm thankful. I'm so thankful that you keep calling us out and saying, where is it? Because mm-hmm. I, I hear you. I, that is a goal. That is a long-term goal. I, I, if I, we will, we will get there. I promise. Absolutely. One um, other thing there- I, I do want to say that I'm thankful for, uh, I mean, every year that we are in existence as a podcast, I'm always going to say I'm thankful for you. Um, oh. Honestly. And I haven't said this to you before, but you know, um, any messages I get from you, you know, um, of just probably (laughs) of just encouragement. Like I very much feel like, um, you're one of my biggest cheerleaders and for somebody who for a really long time, especially in this space, didn't have a whole ton of confidence, um, through this podcast and, uh, you know, through me at head test kitchen, sorry, I'm going to cry. Um, just like, feeling like I, you know, I already knew that I had a purpose of some kind on this earth, but like, I feel like this has just added to that and made me, um, deeper as a person. And, um, you know, the, our willingness, um, to be our, like authentically ourselves, which is something that I'm not necessarily for the majority of my life, haven't been super comfortable with, you know, being vulnerable on this podcast is super important to me. I've shared things that I've never been comfortable sharing I wouldn't have ever had the conversation about our dogs had I not thought it was important to have um you know I've I've talked about my assault on this podcast and I never ever for (laughs) 10 years of my life was not comfortable 
allowing people to know that about me. Um, so I'm so thankful for you and, and your <laughs> patience with me. I know I don't talk oh. like a, f- well, you know, I almost swore again, a buttload <laughs> sometimes, but it's because I'm just taking it in and listening because you have a unique perspective. And sometimes I learn things from you that I wasn't, you know, planning on learning that day. Um, so I just want to thank you for just being honestly one of the most sincere, kindest people I'm so blessed to know in my life. And I appreciate you so much. Well, I, I, so everyone knows something that I, I think, so I have a point really quick. I won't take a ton of time. Um, one thing that I wish I could go back in time and tell my younger self, and again, I have a point, um, is just to stop competing and to stop um, feeling like I have to be something that I'm not. And I don't think I really learned that until I was like in my mid-20s, mm-hmm. that like that kind of behavior is um, not going to serve me in the long term. And like what people think of me and other people's opinions are not my concern. It's not my problem. Um, I will have made many mistakes in my lifetime. There are people in this world who don't think I'm great. And I, I will, I will advocate against, I will advocate for every single person's belief of me. Um, because, um, whatever I probably did something to deserve, (laughs) whatever they think about me, if I'm being honest. Um, and that's okay. We learn from those things. And my, my reason I say that is because when I met Sasha, when I met you for the first time, Mm -hmm. I remember thinking you were so cool. And I think for the longest time I was, I was intimidated of myself in the situation of like, I felt like I was going to just be a total dummy. And so I wish I could go back in time and be like, you know, find ways to evolve this relationship sooner Mm -hmm. because I think I was so like nervous that it was like, I'm just like, I, I come across as like, kind of like the teeny bopper, like, you know, you know what I mean? I'm just like, um, but we, we've also talked about that. Let women just like what they like. But anyway, I, I think I had always felt a little bit like, am I cool enough? Am I this and this and this, my point being with this, I looked at Sasha as somebody that I so deeply admired and I wish I could have just conveyed that sooner in my life. And I'm so glad that we are at a place now where I call you a friend. We have this podcast. You've been so patient with me, especially through the season and just my ever, we like, like our conversations are so sporadic because I'm like always doing something. But I think if I could go back, I wish I could have just told myself to tell you this also soon, so much sooner. Like, I wish I could have just been like, say something because you don't know how the other person feels or what they think until you just speak up. Mm -hmm. And I think I spent way too much time in my life worried about how I would be perceived. And I should have spent more time just telling people how much I respected and admired them. Cause I have felt you are one of the most amazing humans on this planet from almost day one. Like, I mean, from the moment I spoke with you, I was pretty much like this person's incredible. And it's like, why didn't I just tell you that sooner? But now I can just tell you, I'll have to just like double, double the amount of times I tell you now going forward to make up for (laughs) that time. But I think like, tell people you, you care about them. Tell Mm -hmm. people you love them. Tell people you respect them and you admire them. Tell them in those moments because don't do what I did. Because like, to be honest with you, Sasha, like what happens? Like if, if life would have taken us different paths, I may have never, ever said to you, Hey, you're an incredible human being. And I want you to know that. Gosh, I'm trying so hard not to make myself cry because 
you are incredible. Um, you do amazing work. Um, everything you've done for this podcast, for every other podcast that people are not even aware <sighs> that you do, everything you do for Meathead Test Kitchen, everything you do for your family, like you are just, the world is better because of you. Well, and yeah. I just wish I would have told you that so much sooner. I know I've been telling you that Thank a you. lot more in the last year, but I would have told you sooner. Well, and I just remember one last tidbit. I remember that first time, well, we met at 1620, um, yes. but that first time that we actually had like in the opportunity to like, you know, talk and like when you came on the bottom line and then I was like, well, Michael's going to be out. Like, should we co-host? And from that, to like where we are now, like, I'm just like so proud of us for like kind of growing together. And I yes. think that that's like that mutual appreciation of each other also was deepened by the fact that we've grown a lot together from, you know, geez, that was six years ago. Um, so I'm just like, I'm proud of us, Aaron. I'm proud. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, isn't that Paul Rudd in the uh, um, Hot Ones thing where he's like, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> That's us. No, we we are. There's so much that we're, we're thankful for. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah. If you want to share with us the things that you're thankful for this year or anytime, uh, you can reach us at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. We're also at Aaron Sorensen at Sasha72 on Twitter. Um, but we'd also love, like, I'm going to give everyone a little bit of homework too. Like, we'd also love as we head into to December, we're not there yet, but as we get ready to head into December, if there are any ideas, suggestions, guests, things that you would love to see from this podcast in 2022, let us know. Because yeah. that's the thing too, is like, I think as we continue to evolve, we want to make sure it also fits what you are looking for. Mm -hmm. So, um just let us know like what are the things that you're you're interested in and that would be super helpful yeah I'm looking forward to obviously we've got the month of December to get through like you mentioned but um, I'm really excited for for 2022 and and you know I just like I want to involve the audience as much as possible um, because yes. ultimately we're here for you um, maybe we're starting difficult conversations but you all end up continuing them so um, I'm really excited to see, to see what your thoughts are. Yes. So email us, mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com. And we will, we will be back next week with another episode. Um, we'll see what the world of sports throws at us and what it doesn't, because we certainly, every time I walk to these podcasts, I'm like, I have a different idea of what I want to talk about. And then it's just like, yeah, <laughs> look, Simone Biles was just on another magazine cover. So if nothing else, we'll talk about Simone. Yeah. It's a goat. <laughs> a goat. All right. Well, thank you as always for joining in. Have a, have a wonderful holiday. Enjoy it. Spend some time just learning some history and some context. Context yeah. is important and, you know, eat yourself silly with whatever it is, whatever your favorite food is. Like, I hope you eat all of it. Yes. Have enjoy. three plates if you want. Enjoy have it. three plates and you don't have to earn that. You mm -hmm. don't have to earn food. Just enjoy the heck out of it. It's one day. One day. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. A Huda Media Production.